Oh, hello, fellow Homo sapiens. How art thou? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron. And today I have my friend Adam Messina on. He returns. For anyone who hasn't listened to him before, he is a stellar human being. Or Homo sapien, as I'd like to say. Um, Weird, I know. But if you haven't already, smash that subscribe button. It'd be greatly appreciated. Um, it shows a lot of support for the for the for the show. It kind of tells me where where to go. And if you go to brutallyhonestpodcast.com, there you can interact with myself, and uh, you can get the latest and greatest on all the the new stuff going on with the studios, um, with the studios, the website, the all that kind of stuff. Blog. You got to be. Uh, on the up and up, as I'd like to say. And uh, with that being said, I don't really want to waste too much time at the beginning. I've been rolling on these shows, and they're straight fire, in my opinion. Um, so I don't want to hold you guys too long. But let me get to the uh, sponsors real quick. Read Resumes. This is the last Read Resume for a little while. But R-E-E-D, Resumes.com. They're going to hook you up with a resume. Put your best self out there. It will not only give you a snapshot of your life to where you're at now, but you never know what happens down the road. You lose a job, something happens, something might come up, you know. Never hurts to, th- to have a resume built for you just in case something happens. Um, it, I think it goes far too, um, far too unappreciated when something happens and you're not prepared. At least prepare a little bit. Um, having something polished and ready for whatever and whenever something happens is a major um major backbone to working and stuff like that i think that's the right word i i I need to use and that's pretty much it if you haven't already and i think i said this already but subscribe share tell people about it give it a rating and last but not least that was a little shameless plug there and last but not least huge thank you to the nerds that care if you're a business owner and your employees aren't being productive because they're being tasked with daunting issues um, that could easily be resolved, but they don't know how, or you are worried about these three three to five letter agencies, Department of Financial Services, um, DFS, HIPAA, um, even the FAA, come see, go to a technology specialist. They will point you in the right direction to be legally compliant. That may, Whatever data protection they need or security they need, the Nerds That Care is going to help you. So huge thank you to the Nerds That Care for being your third-party IT. Keep those employees being productive. Go consult with a professional who knows what they're doing, who's going to put you on the right track, advise you on your technology, and you're going to be sent in the right direction. I promise you, nerdsthatcare.com. Huge thank you to them for sponsoring another episode of the podcast. Um, and that's pretty much it. My boy Adam Messina is back with some even crazier technology. We got a little carried away on this podcast. Like, we tried to stay in technology and shit just got wild. In a good way. Um, Adam was pretty surprised and I was pretty surprised about how much random knowledge I have. And uh, it worked out really well. Really, really well. Um, So, huge thank you to Adam for being on the show again as a return. Um, Last time he was on, I believe it was episode 51. So, uh, thank you so much. And without any further ado... Please welcome my friend, Adam Messina.
What's up, brother? What's going on, my man? All right, you already explained to everybody what what you do, but let's just do it. Like, we'll run through it really quick because you're working in some pretty ridiculous technology, and now sure. this is running correctly. Sure. So my name's Adam Messina. I'm a manufacturer's rep. Manufacturer's reps are a contracted sales extension of a manufacturer. So I represent eight different companies that use my company as an extension of their sales force, and we get paid commission on it. And mm. we focus on the technology and security world. Um, what we were chatting, the reason why we're resetting here is we had a little technical difficulty. So. Yes, sorry everybody. It was <laughs> another Greg Muller incident where the uh, the audio was not coming up correctly on the computer. So if it I sounds apologize. Like, if it sounds like this early part is being rushed, it's because we're we're doing it. Yeah, we already went seven minutes and it was like getting good too. And I was like, fuck. And I saw it at the last second. So what we were talking about is a software that's out there for social media monitoring. What we were discussing was the Parkland, Florida uh, active shooter event that, that just recently took place and talking about what potential measures are out there to hopefully thwart those types of events. And I represent a, a company called Hypersight Navigator and it is a social media monitoring tool. So essentially what happens is a school district, a, a business, whatever type of company that, that, that is concerned about social media activity, let's focus on schools, can set up what's called a geofence. So we set up a, a perimeter. Yeah, a virtual a, fence. A virtual fence, a geographic perimeter around a building, around the entire district, whatever the case may be. And then we set up what are called queries. Those queries are based on key terms that we would be interested if people were using. Yeah, you define those, right? Whatever Correct. You so want. it's all okay. manually defined. So I can I can say words like bomb, shooting, gun, riot, etc. Any 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 sort of hot button type terms can be can be added into a query. Mm -hmm. And now as users within that geography are saying those words on on the common social media platforms in a hundred different languages, by the way. Uh, they will they will pop up in a dashboard. Mm. So now if I'm actively monitoring this system, I can start to see these words. Now what we talked about was that there could be a lot of noise that could be associated with that. Like if a kid says, you know, my, my new sneakers are the bomb, you know, that's going to come up in a, in, a, in a query. However, the software starts to build based on the amount of activity. We create a word cloud. So if the same term like bomb, for example, or, or, or gun comes up very, very frequently, I can click on that and I can see all the users in that geography that are using those terms. Mm -hmm. I can start to drill down and, and see based on frequency who's talking about these particular things. So now once I start to build my users that are that are using these terms. Yeah, it'll, it'll pick up, I guess, a handful of people. Hey, XYZ individual, ABC individual. And they'll give you a list of... Mm. Correct. You start to get trends, right? So now once I have trends, I can start to follow some of these conversations and I can get an idea of, of whom is speaking about these issues in my geography. Publicly. Publicly. Now remember, there's all publicly posted social media stuff. Yeah, We're not going through sliding. people's passwords. This isn't yep. any... What no we've, voodoo. Correct. Uh, there's statistics out there. I'm sure you can go to the FBI or any of those types of organizations to get statistics, but it's something in the neighborhood of 80% of all of these types of events, these Parkland shooter events, these Columbine type of events, they're talking about it before it happens. That's insane. Yeah. They're talking about it before it happens. Maybe it's a cry for help. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but they're talking about it online. Mm-hmm. 
and they're doing so publicly, which is shocking to those of us who would never do anything like this, but it's, it's, it's very common. So now we can use some of these tools, basically paying for a software subscription and setting up a, a, a query and I can start to monitor this, this types of traffic. So, uh, this software company also works with a, with a very famous, uh, pop star celebrity and her security team sets up queries around all of the venues that she performs at the hotels that she's going to be That's staying hardcore. at when she goes on Is tour. Is it Selena Gomez or Ariana Grande? Uh, it's actually Rihanna. Oh, okay. And but this totally came up yeah. after the totally Ariana Grande after the Ariana Grande mm. bombing that happened. They they said, well, there's got to be a way that we can we can do more to try. Did to, that person publicly say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they make these threats online. What? They make these threats online. You know, these are disturbed people. These aren't people that think rationally, and they and they talk about this stuff online. And and these tools can help us start to find these folks, and and hopefully. Uh, intercede before they they do some of these crazy acts and it's uh it's relatively inexpensive you pay based on the number of users that need to have access to the software and the mm-hmm. amount of queries that you want to be able to run and it's just a, it's a powerful it's a powerful tool yeah. and using this tool as well we can do what we call a, a, a deep search so if i haven't if i know your your first name, last name, and I have a rough idea of your age, I can type that into the software and it'll pull up matching profiles. And as I drill deeper, I can find every address that you've had listed online, every mm-hmm. email address you've used on online accounts, every all of your different social media accounts, right? So I can build this dossier of information on a, on a user in just a couple of minutes and it sounds creepy and it and it potentially is but if yeah, you can use these tools it's to- only creepy if it's like a 17 f- year old boy using it to spy on chicks like <laughs> security and creep is two totally different things exactly right and i'll actually give you a real life example of that i used this i was doing in a uh, I, I'm, I'm moving this weekend and I'm, i was doing an apartment search mm, and i found a, found a craigslist ad and for a, for a house that was for rent and I contacted the person and we were going back and forth via email and something just seemed off. I don't, I don't know if you know what I mean, but something mm-hmm. just seemed off in the conversations. And I said, you know, what? I got this tool. I'm going to do a little little search. So yeah, I play with it. Plug the guy's first name, last name. I had his email address. And I plugged that in and I, I get pictures. I see his Facebook page. Now I know what sports teams he likes, where he works. I found his Twitter account. So I'm, I'm, I see all this information on this guy. So, all right. Seems like a, you know, Normal guy, fine, but he gave me this whole story about how he was, uh, he had to relocate and they're going to be coming back to the house and that's why they were charging so little in rent because they knew they were going to be coming back to it and it was just, it was kind of this long convoluted story. So moral, moral of the story is I look this guy up, I see what he looks like, I know I, I know a little bit about him and he calls me. Well, first he sent me a text message. He started sending me some weird text messages, wanted me to give him a deposit. Mm-hmm. Said I'm out of town, but I'll I'll take the unit off you know off of Craigslist if you leave a deposit. And it just didn't feel right, so I asked him to call me, and it turned out it was a it was a guy with a very very thick Nigerian type accent that you'd see on you know on, <laughs> on TV, and and it certainly did not match the pictures and the profile of the the information that I gathered. And what I what I was able to discern was that this was a scam, right? They were trying to just collect your two hundred uh. bucks for your deposit. And then disappear. But Thank it was, God it's only 200 bucks. Well, yeah, it was somebody else's listing. You know, basically, he took the information off somebody uh, else's listing and was 
fishing for somebody to, you know, to, to give them a deposit. But this tool helped me find what I was looking for because I, as soon as I heard the voice versus the pictures that I saw, it just simply, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, just simply didn't match up. So it's a, you know, everybody puts a ton of information online. This tool helps you find a lot of it, but hopefully can it read pictures? Does it scan pictures? It, it will pull pictures up. It will pull pictures up that you posted. Mm-hmm. So if I looked you up, I would probably get, you know, your, all of your profile pictures for all your different platforms. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your logo. I'm sure the brutally honest uh, podcast oh, yep. logo would come Harrison up. Baron, brutally honest podcast logo comes up. Exactly right. Exactly so we would, want it. We'd find some of that stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's it. Don't want to be found. <laughs> but it's it's wild. So there's a lot of uh, very interesting technology. Social media is a uh, social media monitoring is a, is an up and coming uh, uh, product mm-hmm. within the security space, and and I hope. I hope that it's a product that could be enacted, you know, not only to prevent these kind of, um, you know, active shooter and, and, and these really terrible events, but I think it's something that can help with social media bullying in schools as well. I mean, if they, if they, you could search for anything, right? You always so, look at the bright side of things. Well, you know, cause our industry, the security industry is a, it's a weird thing because bad events are good for business and that's sometimes hard to it's sometimes hard to rationalize because you mm-hmm. don't you don't want to make money off people's tragedy, right? No, absolutely. So when bad events happen, business goes up for us and 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 that's sometimes a hard thing to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Because you don't you know, you don't want these things to happen, you know. I was at Long Island Business News today. Long Island Business News was kind enough to in- invite me to their offices today cuz we're we're trying to get an article uh, placed about school security. I called them, I emailed them probably between myself and my partner 50, 60 times last year to talk about school security and and things that we were concerned about and events Mm -hmm. that we wanted to put forth. And they were just too busy. And then this event happens and I get an invite within a week later. And and that's going to be good for business, but it's a sad way to do, it's a sad way to do business. Yeah, but (sighs) there's no way to... There's no way to blame them for that. You know, it's a media outlet. Media covers, unfortunately, they sell a lot of lies. And they, they not only do they sell lies, they sell incomplete truths, whether or not you want to consider that a lie. And unfortunately, whatever happens has to be the most pressing thing of the time. So... When stuff like, you know, in Florida happens, unfortunately, that's what everybody wants to know about. You know, nobody wants to see, you know, I don't know. I just read a great article the other day. Bald Eagles are starting to inhabit Long Island. Like, that's pretty cool. But, like, unfortunately, even though it's a national bird, nobody really gives a shit that Bald Eagles are landing. It's not going to make the cover. Like, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not making anybody's cover, you know. Sad. You know, I'd rather see that than a Florida shooting or, or yeah, Florida shooting. But like, you know, my my buddy JR, he goes, you know, unfortunately, this is a sad reality of it. And he, he trades stock, but you never want to waste a good disaster. And like, and I was talking to him and I go, what, what do you mean by that? And he's like, when shit hits the fan, somebody's stock is going to go through the roof and somebody's stock is going to go in the tubes. Hurricane Harvey, perfect example. And if anybody watched, Home Depot stock just ticked up a hand a handful of points over a couple of days, and then 
you know, as it started to res- re, uh, reside, it slowly took its walk back down to uh, an, the normal floating average. But it was like, holy, you know, if you have $100 million and you can make 10, 5% in a week or, you know, $1,000 or uh, $100,000, you make 5% in a week. Home Depot ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, you make 5% of your money in one week. On a hundred grand, that's five thousand dollars. You did nothing for. You spent ten dollars for a trade, or five dollars for the trade. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to reckon. It's hard to reconcile. I get it. We we try to like you said to look on the positive side. I, I do try to look on the positive side. I, I do try to see that we are as an industry. I'd like to think we're all trying to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's solutions out there that will make schools safer. And I do preach that as, as, as much as I can. Um, I hope this is another product that, that can get us there. Um, it, it's the way of the world right now. It's, yeah. Security is huge. The, the, idea, the idea of sending your kid to school and that not being a safe place is just a, is a devastating thought. I don't have kids, but the time will come and I want to do whatever I can to help and if I make a little money on it, then that's that's a good thing too. But we, we, we want people to start taking school security very seriously. And we preach that a lot. I've been to three different schools in this past week, uh, presenting, not selling, but presenting and, and trying to give people options and, and have them understand what it takes to, to do a better job of securing their facilities. And, and hopefully some people take us up on it and hopefully it, 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 it saves a life here and there. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It's uh, you know, it's 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 insane that it's a topic that we have to discuss. And um, but unfortunately, you know, and and securities, there's there's never any money wasted in security. You know, you can have you can make anything as secure as you want. You can make something impenetrable. It's just the you know what it's uh, you lose the ease of access to it with the more security you get. Sure. You know, you can have dual factor authentication on Google, but who wants to get a, a text message notification or a Google authenticator on their phone to authorize you to get on Google Chrome? Most people are going to say, no, I don't want that. That's too much work. But other people, you know, control, I don't want to say control freaks, but you know, people that are seriously concerned about security, you know, that's probably on every device they have, sure. you know? They have, you know, they have the newest iPhone with the facial features, which is apparently better than the fingerprint thing, whatever it may be. But it's, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice and what are you willing to receive in return? You know, how much how much security do you really need? You know, anybody can make a bulletproof house. How much money do you want to spend and how hard do you want it to be to get into? You know, you got to still punch in a keypad, then what a biometric lock, then there's whatever it may be. And then it's just insane, you know, and they'll. The idea is decide what's valuable to you. So, you know, I've seen some school districts that will spend a million dollars to have an AstroTurf football field, but won't put an access control system on their classroom doors. That's crazy. What What is your priority? Now, mm-hmm. None of us like to think that it can happen to us, but I, I there's a... There's an FBI guy. I wish I remembered his name. It's an FBI guy that does a really great job of presenting to 
schools on Long Island. And the first question he asks, he gets all these superintendents and all these these school administrators in the room. And the first question he asks is, where is the next event going to happen? And nobody knows. And he says, well, if you can tell me where that event's going to happen, I can stop it. But since you can't, we all have to start thinking about this and and and, and making it a mm. priority. So every school thinks it's not going to happen to them. And hopefully it doesn't. But you can spend a million dollars to put a national turf football field in, or you can put in some really secure measures into your facility that could save a life. You got to decide what's important to you. Yeah. And, and communities need to get together and say, the safety of our students is more important than a pretty football field. Yeah. It's, yeah. And I mean, the other crazy part is too, it's like, you know, nobody wants to brag about the best security they have. As weird as that sounds, but everybody wants to brag about how much they spent on a on an AstroTurf football field, and you know, unfortunately, the AstroTurf football field is probably going to outlast most of the technology you buy because two, three years later, it's already outdated for the most part, like completely outdated. And to have that go through people's minds is tough. You know, how do you justify? Oh, hey, we're going to do a, a million, a hundred thousand dollar, a million dollar upgrade. It's easy for me to do ROI. It's easy for me to do ROI on a football field. I can tell you that by putting in this football field, it costs X and now you're going to have to, your maintenance costs are going to be less and Mm -hmm. what have you. It's a lot harder to do a true ROI on a security system because what is the value of one life? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I was just talking to my buddies who were cops and, you know, there's a car with a rifle in it. Every every precinct has one, and you know if you are in that car, you are expected to go to the scene of the emergency, and you're expected to go in by yourself. You you know new protocols change. You're expected to go in by yourself and try to eliminate the threat. And if you get shot in the meantime, the cop behind you is supposed to come in, pick up that gun, and continue shooting and trying to eliminate that threat. Like that is crazy. And you know I get it. You're a police officer. You sign up for it. Nobody's holding the gun to your head saying you have to be a cop. Um, not that you're unappreciated, you're more than appreciated, but, you know, they're considered in the state, the county, the federal way as expendable. A kid is not expendable, you know. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's insane. A, it's true. It, it, and it's a, it's a scary thought, but in, sim, in the simplest terms, we're doing the best we can to encourage people to put this at the forefront of their mind. And hopefully some organizations will take us up on it. We'll do a free assessment. You know, I I will personally come in. I have 18 years experience. I will personally do a free assessment for any school that wants somebody to come in and give them some ideas. Um, I will, I will help them write bid specifications for free so -hmm. that they can solicit vendors to come in and do the work. We don't do any of the work. Um, We will base it on the products that we sell because those are the products that we know and we can, we can appropriately design, but we can write specifications that are open so that they can source it from whomever, uh, they can afford to buy from. Yeah. Um, we want to do whatever we can to help. And we're, we're willing to, to put in the time and the effort to do that for any school district that's interested in, in having us come in. We would do a free assessment for them. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's uh unfortunately it's a sad topic right now. But it'll reside, unfortunately. And then there'll be another one. Sure. And there'll be another one and then it comes down to the greatest question of do we have a gun bomb problem or do we have a people problem? Not to get political, but unfortunately, you know, 
Nobody wants to admit admit it, but it seems to be a human problem. I'm a gun owner. Um, none of my guns have ever gone off on accident. Um, I don't blame the firearm. Um, we're gonna go down. A, we're gonna go down a. We don't have to hole. go down the rabbit hole. We, we we can if you want. <laughs> um, Joe Rogan, who I think I mentioned, I like Joe Rogan a lot. I think I mentioned Joe Rogan the last time we were on the podcast, but he he gave he he has a quote out there that says that we have a mental health issue disguised as a security issue and a and a a. T- I gotta, I gotta look up the quote. Moral of the story. Look, look it up. Um, moral of the story is his point was that we have, we have serious folks with serious mental health issues. The people that are doing this are not the guy who goes sport shooting on the weekends with his rifle or goes hunting with his family. These are, these are disturbed folks, and and one of the trends that seems to have come up with a lot of these young shooters was that they're all on psychotropic drugs. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to start taking a good hard look at what these kids are being prescribed from our pharmaceutical companies before we start taking firearms away from innocent yeah. people. The quote is, uh, this country has a mental health problem disguised as a gun problem and a tyranny problem disguised as a, disguised as a security problem. Exactly right. Exactly right. So I think that's a great quote. I think it tells a lot. I think if you blame guns for a school shooting, would you blame gun control for the Holocaust? And my point with that is if the gun is at fault and you blame the gun and that's that's the, the, the challenge, well... One of the first things that Hitler's regime did was they made it illegal for Jews to have weapons. Mm-hmm. Why did they do that? They took the strength away from an entire population of people and then proceeded to kill three million of them. Yeah. So I have a bigger fear of the state taking away people's rights than I do of a crazy person, you know, doing something terrible. Yeah, absolutely. So my personal opinions as it pertains to gun control is that the only people that be are would only people that follow laws mm-hmm. are affected by laws. So as a legal, you know, as a, as a law-abiding citizen, mm-hmm. I'm affected, but I already have a law in the books that says I can't kill anybody. But if I'm willing to do that, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get there, right? Yeah. So, so I would prefer that gun control not be the primary topic. I would prefer a lot of other things get yeah, brought into the conversation. Will, these drugs will ruin you, man psychotropic Bad. drugs are, are you know I don't, and I don't I don't claim to be an expert on on anything really except except how to design a security system but <laughs> you know there's a lot there's a there's a lot that goes into a person who's willing to make that leap and I don't think the tool that they use to do it is the is to be blamed I, I think we have to start forcing personal responsibility back on folks Mm -hmm. and you know this kid was a disturbed kid 
by all accounts. And I, I, I don't think telling uh, a law-abiding citizen such as myself that I can't have a gun is a rational response to that. Yeah, agreed. It's, uh, you know, rules, like you said, rules and regulations only apply to people that are willing to follow them, unfortunately. Uh, it's always that age-old question, well, if we take away all the guns, nobody's going to have any, any guns. Well, criminals don't really follow the rules. If they have guns, and then, I mean, there's a whole lead off on on things but it's like these you have these drugs and it's statistically you know we're the only country in the world that allows these drugs to advertise on tv and when they advertise on tv it is proven in sales that people that go into your psychologist or your medical doctor or your pharmacist or whatever it may be you are like 99% more likely to ask for a drug that you've already seen because they've advertised it to you. You know, there's plenty of other choices other than Viagra. Everybody chooses Viagra because shit's always on TV. You know, live a happier, better life. You know, it's always like the 50-year-old guy, nothing against 50-year-olds, but he's like, it's always so glum. You know, there's one that sticks out in my mind. It's like his truck stuck in the dirt. You know, you know exactly, oh, you're laughing because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And like, it's like, and I'm just learning about the colors right now. I'm painting a room right now. But, you know, it's like a cool blue. It's a very, like, like a very unentertaining blue. Like, the whole thing, it's very, mono, like, almost monochrome. And then, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, take Viagra. And all of a sudden, the fucking sun comes out. <laughs> the truck has this beautiful, like, it's a red, beautiful, shiny truck. <laughs> He's got this bright plaid shirt on, you know, boots the trucks out of the fucking mud for a better life and you're just like holy shit like i i don't even want to take this shit but after seeing this dude just go through some struggles and all of a sudden he just you know he didn't even you don't even see the dude swallow the pill and all of a sudden fucking i would shit if it if i gotta take one pill to make the sun come out i'm an overdose because it's gloomy as shit on long island right now yeah yeah, like well, the biggest thing is too with the with the advertising directly to the end user when it comes to drugs. I'm now self uh, uh, self diagnosing whatever my problem is. Right? Hell yeah! So if I if I've determined that that pill is the pill that's going to solve my problem, and I go to my doctor, who's supposed to be the one who knows this stuff and and knows if it's the right thing for me, and he won't prescribe it to me, I'll go to another doctor just right? to get so, the damn drug. Yeah, people will go to as many doctors as necessary to get the. And doctors the drug are like fifty. I think it's like fifty or seventy percent more likely to write a prescription for a drug that you don't need because you requested sure, it. Sure, absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent. We're we're a we're a pill popping culture because it's all it's so easy to solve a problem by taking a pill. And I'm a I'm a big social media user, right? So I, I consume a significant amount of social media. You're and, damn right, and, you use so, a lot of social media. So Instagram would be an example, right? So oh but yeah, if you, you, use if you spend if you spend time on Instagram, I don't know if everybody's depressed. But it certainly seems like it might be based on the types of posts, you know, the, the posts that you see out there. I mean, everybody's talking about young kids, young kids talking about wanting, you know, taking Xanax and 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 wanting to kill themselves and and wanting. Yeah. It's just it's a it's a it's a it's a weird it's a weird culture that we've we've kind of gotten into where we value or 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 don't value yeah. life as much as we used to. And, and it, it all leads back to the same thing where there's a lot of disaffected 
youth that are pumped up on some of these very, very powerful... Dude, you can give kids hormones before they're 18. What in the fuck are we doing? We, we're, we're making monsters. We're making monsters a lot of ways. We're, we're too lazy to raise these kids appropriately, so they're overindulged. That overindulgence leads to kind of a pissy attitude or hard mm-hmm. to maintain. So then you give them drugs to make them easier to maintain. And you kind of build this vicious cycle. Where these, down. Yeah, where these kids, they don't have any, they don't have any ability to develop naturally. We've, we've, we've sort of taken away that path and just, just tried to introduce, uh, uh, a chemical leash to control these kids and it's you make a lot of you make a lot of weird kids that way man well we also don't really know what we're doing you know it's like hey take this drug it's gonna make you feel better you, you know it's it's insane and nothing against psychologists because there's still a lot of science in that industry that needs to be worked on but it's like hey you're gonna take this drug you're gonna take a small dosage of it we're gonna check back in a week or two and see if it works two weeks go by ah, you know maybe we have to up the dosage let's up it a little bit Two weeks go by. Let's up it again. Okay, great. Let's up it again. You know, great. This drug isn't doing it. You know, we've done, we've been, doing, we've been at this now for two months, three months. This drug isn't doing it. You're obviously still crazy. Let's move to the next drug. You know, it's and a, then it's that cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Then it's the next cycle of the drug. Then it's the next, and then it's let's combine these drugs. You know, hey, you know, you're really tired because you take this drug, but it seems to be working. So you need to take this drug, and then those fuck and have a baby in your brain <laughs> of total fuckery that's going on like holy like yeah. you know basic science start with one variable like you don't see you know elon musk didn't just wake up one day and say i'm gonna build a fucking rocket today <laughs> like no he knew what he was doing you know he hired experts he did a whole bunch of shit there's a lot of moving parts he didn't just say hey i'm gonna make this gigantic colossal thing that's going to take off land again all in one piece burn up a bunch of fuel nobody's going to die it's just going to work like that's not what happened you know everybody goes through high school elementary school middle school you have your scientific process and it's there because it's proven time and time again that it works and I'm not saying that there's not a better way to do it but we have a very proven method that it works and it seems to be right every single time <laughs> Just saying, like, you follow your steps, it's going to work. Like, you might not get the result you want, but you will find out 100% whether or not your idea is going to work. Yeah, I don't I, I don't think, they call it practicing medicine for a reason, right? So, I, I think a lot That's of these the kids, other crazy shit. I think a lot of these kids end up being, you know, experiments, and it's, you know, it's it's sad, man. I mean, I, I'm not that old. I mean, I'm, I just turned 39. I don't remember any kids... There was no kids that I remember that were on any of these types of drugs or and I don't think that in the 10, 15 year, 20 year period that we're talking about here that all of a sudden all these kids went off the deep end. There has to be a correlating factor. And the only thing I can think of is convenience. Is it more convenient to give these kids pills and hope that that makes them behave than to actually parent them? And that's I guess that's an easy easy thing for me to say given that I'm not a parent, but it just seems evolution didn't change people in 15 years. It just didn't. So what's different? And and the only thing I 
can see that's different is we're pumping these kids full of drugs and I don't I don't I don't I think it's a scary you ready? I'm gonna roll this all the way back. We're gonna take a little road trip back to like a hundred years ago. What happened a hundred years ago? Almost a hundred years, approximately, give or take like five. World War One. Exactly. <laughs> and what happened in World War One? Shit got crazy. What did we have to do? We had to, we had to get people working in factories. We had to just pump shit out to fight and kill people. Literally, that's all we did was. Make factories, produce clothing, get war supplies, get ready, send it over, food rations, the whole nine. I'm not even a history buff and I know the shit. Just to get that out. Well, now, and then over time we became a little more quote unquote cultured. You know, but what did our education system? Our education system was, boom, let's just crank kids out. You know, we're in 2018 now. There's a million ways to learn. You know, it's not we need to sit... Most people don't learn well in eight hours of school every day or whatever it is every day. You know, we came from that time era. Now, you know, fast forward, World War II. Boom, what happened? We all went back to, you know, even when we were coming out of it, went back and did the same thing all over again. Let's ramp up the factories. Let's get, you know, people working all these long, long, long days. Well, what happened? Business owners realized I can get people to work nine-hour days. They're going to be more effective. You know, eight-hour days are going to be more effective. You know, now we have to give them more time off. You know, who says, you know, we still haven't even broken out of that. Who says you're going to be effective working eight hours a day? You know, it's proven that people only do, on average, three to four hours of actual work per day for their normal eight-hour job. You know, that's the world we live in. We also live in a world where people are required to go to an office every single day. They can easily get their job done sitting at home on, a, on their home computer. And it's actually proven that people are like 73% more likely, and this are not, a, they're maybe slightly off, but they're almost the exact numbers. And I read the article a while ago produced by a data scientist, but it was like 73% more, not only more effective, but get more work done at home, you know, working from home. And you're like, why do people work eight hours a day stuck in a cubicle or whatever it is doing shit that they could do almost anywhere else in the world for what reason? You know, we still haven't even moved out of that. And the problem is, we're well, actually, it's the problem and the solution. But the problem is that. Now, the solution is people, companies are starting to realize, hey, we're still like way back in World War One, World War Two era where we're making people work outrageously long days. And if you want to make more money, you have to work more. No, don't work harder. Work smarter. Like universal across the world. Now, companies are realizing that. Google, Datto, like just companies that I know, like these major these major software companies and business owners, like, well, how can you know how can they afford to buy everybody lunch every day? You know, Dropbox. How can they afford to buy food every day? How can they afford to feed three meals to all these people every single day? Well, they figured out how to work smarter, not harder. You know, don't build a business where your employees have to work eight hours a day. Just give them their job and make sure they do it. If it takes them three hours, great. They work three hours a day. If it takes them five hours, they work five hours a day. If it takes them 13 hours, it takes them 13 hours a day. You get paid to do a job. You know, it's, I always see these posts on social media. You know, oh, I, I, I work in a job where the harder I work, you know, the more work I have to do because other, I'm working faster than other people. But the, the, the problem is with this whole thing, even though businesses are realizing it, the school system is moving outrageously slow to get on board. You know, Holland, Holland, pretty certain it's Holland. It's one of those countries right over there has the highest graduation rate, 
highest success rate with students, and the kids play outside for four hours a day, and they only go to school for four hours a day. Like, it's, like, revolutionary. It's like, how have we not caught on to this utterly progressive? Like, it's proven that it works. Why are we not adopting it? Uh, for the same reason why we haven't adopted the metric system, right? So <laughs> we are idiots for not accepting that, by the way. I'm going to put my two cents in there. We are so dumb. Whoever thought the imperial system was smart is an absolute moron. Yeah. Most of my friends are school teachers, and I and I fight this fight with them pretty frequently. But their their hands are tied. I mean, they're... I'm not saying teachers are doing bad. No, 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 no. I, I, nor, nor am I. I think that's it's one of the hardest jobs in the world. All my, the overwhelming majority of my friends are school teachers, and and they just get inundated with this bureaucracy of 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 nonsense that they're expected to do, and you know these tests that these fourth grade kids have to take. Common and, Core. Yeah, this Common Core making nonsense. Making math and, outrageously more complicated. I mean, it's it's you know it's chaos, and it's it's it's. When you have too much government, you have these types of problems. The average fourth grade kid shouldn't have to take these standardized type tests because they don't tell you anything. The overwhelming majority of stuff that you learn in school doesn't apply to to your average life. I mean, we don't teach these kids. I was I was reading an article the other day that was talking about how in Japan the education system up until fourth grade, like the whole purpose of of their equivalent of, of fourth grade is to teach kids manners and and I'm how to behave. Yeah, yeah, and how to behave, and it's not about testing and. The the, educa- the the education system needs a significant reform, and it it needs to focus on a couple of core things that are that are important. But at the end of the day, it needs to teach kids how to learn. It doesn't need we we don't need kids to memor. I don't think we need kids to memorize facts. I think we need to teach kids how to think, and 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 I don't mean impart your thoughts onto another kid and have him recite that. I mean, you need to teach them how to problem solve. If you could teach kids how to problem solve, it doesn't matter if they memorize facts. They can understand and they can think for themselves. And and I, when you have a system that is run by a government, government doesn't want people to think for themselves. So they want to design a system that, that discourages that concept. Independent thinkers are scary people. Because independent thinkers don't look at large systems like like governments and bureaucracies and, and, and company structures of working 40 hours a week. They don't look at that and think that that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But those structures are what keep the average person in line. Mm-hmm. All right. So the what the most value we could bring to young people is to to teach them to think for themselves. That's a challenge for parents, that's a challenge for schools, and it's certainly a challenge for government. But independent thinkers are the most valuable resource we can have. You mentioned a guy like Elon Musk, right? That guy's an independent thinker. That guy doesn't look at the world and say, all right, well, that's the way it is and it's going to remain that way. He says, you know, I want a new way to pay for things. So he invented a company called PayPal, right? 
he says, I don't like sitting in traffic. So he invents the boring company and, and he's going to build the Hyperloop, right? I don't know how much of this guy's stuff is is going to come through fruition. They're already building Hyperloop. But f- goddamn, the guy certainly is not afraid to... He's not afraid to try. To, to try to do something different. And independent thinkers like those are incredibly valuable. I've called him a fraud in the past and I regret... I regret really? saying you that. Horrible. I called him. A fr- I've, I've called him a fraud. I've called him a fraud publicly, and the reason why I called him a fraud is because the concept of the the Tesla being an environmentally friendly product, I I fundamentally disagree with. Uh, I think it's a super cool car, and mm-hmm. I think if you want to buy it because it's a super cool it's car, super then cool car. It's, it's a the only car super, in space, bro. Super cool car. I mean, it, it is without a doubt. But I don't know that it's. An environmentally friendly car? It cannot. I highly doubt it's an environmentally friendly. If if anybody took the time to do a little research on the environmental impact of mining for cobalt and and some of the other minerals that are necessary to make the batteries that go into any of our technology products, like your iPhone or or, or, or into your car, you would realize that the the envi- the negative environmental impact of those processes far outweighs the environmental impact of burning fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. So th- you're not saving anybody by having a, a battery powered car. So I always thought that I, I always used to say that he was a fraud because of that. But God, the guy It's a step in the right direction. The guy th- the guy's a thinker, man, and, and people like that are so rare. And we dissuade kids from thinking like that. Most mm-hmm. kids are very open-minded, and they and they come up with cool ideas, and they and they think of interesting things. And we just beat the creativity out of them in school. It's we, so sad. We beat the creativity out of it out of them at work, and that's sad. And and it's all those structures that you talked about. It's it's this, and it, but it's all about control. It's all about keeping people from really achieving their 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 best self yeah the so i, I posted this i shouldn't say i posted this but i stole a meme and by stole i mean i reposted um a meme uh and it goes uh school never taught us what the fuck we're supposed to do during tax season but at least it taught us this and it's a picture of i don't even remember i remember i playing it i don't even remember what it's called it's a recorder is it a recorder? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a record. the recorder. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't know what it is, it's like the you have the the little mouthpiece, kind of like a a percussion, right? Percussion like a instrument? like a no no like a it's like a it's like, like a, a clarinet. Uh, it's like, like a, a like a yeah like a clarinet. Yeah, and then it's got little holes on it. You didn't play a recorder when you were a kid. I did, but I don't remember the name of it. I, I'm like, I know I played that because I used to have it. Yeah. I threw it out at it like only a couple of years ago because I tucked it away somewhere in my room because I'm like, I'm gonna mess this shit one day. <laughs> Obviously, the most useless thing in the world, but it was like, you know, I I saw that and I was like, it's so funny because we spent all this time in music class learning how to play this bullshit instrument that nobody even plays professionally, but yet. You know, and yes, you are young when you when you learn that. But like, teach kids more than just how to hold and regurgitate information. That solves nothing. You know, like you said, you have to teach them to learn. You know, I have a dear friend Amanda, and she's a teacher, and she's always telling me these stories about like you know, 
my job is unbelievably stressful because I always see her, you know, always, you know, the teacher lifestyle, work 180 days a year, and I always break her chops for it. But she's like, you know, my kids, they go on and, you know, they know a lot of this stuff. You know, they're actually learning it. It's not just let me hold this information and regurgitate it. Like they're like they're figuring shit out. A term that I'm starting to live by. Just figure it out. (laughs) Figure shit out. But I was like, oh, that's like really cool. It's crazy. Shit's absolutely crazy that, you know, and she teaches young kids. But, you know, you have to be able to develop these kids into learning, you know. I can't tell you the last time I used calculus other than to pass a test for <laughs> calculus class. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, Pythagorean theorem, real shit, you know. But it's funny, you know, one of my friends, Mark, used Pythagorean theorem the other day, hang Christmas lights. He's like, you know, <laughs> this pole is 12 feet tall, and I want the Christmas lights to come out about three feet. So, you know, what's the, um, uh, what is it? it's a hyper, uh, the the di- the longest part of the triangle. Hypotenuse. Yes. Yes. What's the hypotenuse of, the, of it? And I was like, oh, my God, like, that's pretty funny. You know, not, you know, it's a 90 degree angle. You know, your two directions, you know, A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's insane <laughs> that he used it. And I was like, ah, pretty cool. But like, honestly, most of the I don't want to say most, but there's a lot of sh- shit that you learn in school that, you know, you don't learn anymore. Like, you don't have woodshop anymore. Most of these schools don't have that, you know. My little brother Jack's like, oh, home ec is so cool. And I used to love home ec. And it was like, oh, you know, I know how to sew. Like, yeah, is it, I don't want to say useless skill, but, you know, it's kind of embarrassing when you got to go to your mom to say, hey, mom, I broke my shirt. Can you fix it for me? Like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. And, like, I'm like, all right, I could do that. But, of course, I tighten it down so the button is doesn't even come off the shirt and doesn't work right. So I'm dumb. I haven't made any snickerdoodles as an adult. I, I don't think that... Dude, the, you're missing the, out, bro. The need, good cookies. The need to good make a snickerdoodle has cookies, come along. Cookies, bro. Uh, nor, nor have I made a patchwork pillowcase, which those are the two things I remember doing in home ec. Um yeah, I, I, there's got to be life. I mean, there's, it there should be life skills. You. Yeah, you, know, I, I, you, you have to think to make. That's the best part about being creative. You have to think. You know, in this room I'm working on right now, you know, I'm working on with my dad because I don't know how to do everything, and he's like, "No, you got to do it this way." I'm like, "Why? Why do I have to do it this way?" Like, there's no rule that says I have to fucking put primer on the wall before I paint it. There's not a single fucking one in the world. Like the the paint police aren't going to show up with an uh. with an M4 carbine rifle <laughs> aimed at me because I put paint on the wall without primer. I don't give a shit. I'm like, "Dad, this doesn't need to be done 100% right." Like the Queen of England is not going to come here and critique me or <laughs> You know, Donald Trump isn't going to walk up to my door and, and and tell me I'm fired because my paint job is not okay. You know, it could be done differently. And that's the craziest part. Nobody can. It's so hard for people to wrap their minds around like, <laughs> hey, you know, maybe there is a right and wrong way to do things. You should not drive on the LIE in reverse. Not a good idea. Yeah. It's the wrong way to do it. I would say that's the wrong way to do it. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> you know, if something goes one way or the other, it's not harming anybody. You're not affecting anybody. Who gives a shit how the paint goes on the walls? As long as it gets up there. Uh I, I understand the point that you're you're trying to make there. Is this is this your new? Uh, are you are you building a new facility? What, what are I you building? I may be what dabbling with in? a potential new facility. Oh, toying around with it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, still toying around with it, but coming up with logistics of everything. Making a room is not easy, by the way. 
I give people that do these things for a living a lot of credit. Yeah, I painted an apartment. Uh, I'm moving into a new apartment on on Saturday, and I and I painted. Congratulations, that. by the way. Oh, um, yeah, thank you. And <laughs> I, the funny thing was, I've I try not to pay people to do work that I think I can do on my own. Mm. And but every once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> so when it came down, to, I said, you know what? I just I'm not in the mood. I don't want to paint this place. I'm going to hire a contractor and. I called my mom and I was like, "Ma, I found this company. You know, they're gonna charge six hundred bucks and they're gonna they're gonna paint this you know this room for me." And my mom basically called me a pussy, and, <laughs> <laughs> and made me paint it myself. So, I I appreciate uh, what you're saying. It's uh, you got to go out and do what works for you. Yeah. It might and not be the right way, but I did, I'm certainly, I didn't do it the right way. I'm sure I didn't do it the way it was, uh, it was designed to be done, but I got it done on my own terms and I didn't pay somebody $600 to do it. So I guess it was a worthwhile endeavor. There's a, there's an old sexual joke. I'm going to say a sex joke on here. So nobody get your panties in a bunch, but, uh, you know, it's why are painters the best at sex? Because they know it's they uh, because it's 90% prep. And 10% execution. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, and then I was painting the other day and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, painting is fun and the prep work sucks. But if the prep work <laughs> is done right, painting is so much easier. <laughs> and that was the only thing going through my mind. So I'm like up on a ladder, like taping shit off. And I'm like, oh, God, this is so miserable. Like making sure that everything is absolutely perfect. But then it's like you paint the wall and you're like, oh. <laughs> looks great like it's literally 90% prep yeah 90 percent. yeah that's funny 90% prep 10% execution yeah I think that's it that's I mean, literally yeah it's a, that's a lot of things yeah. and and then the weird part is I took that and applied it to like everything else it's like you know cooking great example you know for anyone who's a cook it's called mise en place mise en place is the stuff that you get out before you actually cook so you're not looking like a frantic 60 year old mother who has three kids running around who's got married in her late late ages and is and no no offense to anybody I'm just messing around but like you're just throwing shit in the pot to make it work like you're not following a real recipe where you know you follow a real recipe baking is usually the good example where you know you need to have everything laid out because everything has to be exact you know it's 90% prep how long does it take to put shit in a in a bowl and whisk it up? You know, that's the easy part. It's getting out everything, sifting it all, making sure it's all done. And I just use that because I do yeah. have a cooking background. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you, What do you like to cook? Uh, I'll cook like anything. I cook like that crazy mom. Really? You know. Oh, dude. Well, I don't have all the spices I'd like to have in my house, and my mom gets a little nutty. Like, she, like if I make it like a pork shoulder, yeah. I use a lot of turmeric on pork. Okay. A lot of turmeric, a lot of cumin, and um, a lot of like cayenne pepper. Like very aromatic very and then i'll cook it overnight because you know it's kind of hard to wake up at six in the morning to start cooking for dinner that night sure. while you're at work so it's like all right i'll do it at night you know I'll cook for 24 hours be nice and tender and uh you know she'll wake up in the morning start yelling at me. she's like it smells so much it's like three o'clock in the morning and i'm like all right i'm sorry but the food comes out banging but like i'm like all right you know i'm shifting shifting sifting through my drawers to see like you know what spices do i have because i don't have everything i want to have sure so i'm like trying to figure this fso figure shit out yeah. on the fly because i've already started cooking because i didn't prep because I'm an idiot. Hashtag FSO. That's our new thing there. That is going to be, that is my new <laughs> motto. Shit out. Yeah. Hashtag um, FSO. And I actually read that on 
somebody's LinkedIn article. I forget what company it was. I think it was Amazon, but it was one of those Fortune whatever 500 or 100 companies. And, um, you know, it's apparently like posted all around the office, FSO, FSO, and stands for figure shit out. You know, if you don't know how to do something, figure it out. You know, so many, you know, it goes back to the education thing. People aren't trained to think. It's a serious problem because when they're not trained to think, they don't know how to resolve an issue that they're not used to. That somebody hasn't already solved for them once in their yeah. life. Yeah. You know, teach me how to change a car brake and I could do it. You know, sure. I've done that before. And I don't, you know, all I need to do is see it once. Sure. And then with the power of YouTube and the power of me having a semi-decent memory, you know, I can figure it out, figure that shit out. Yeah. You know, I don't need you to come over 12 times to show me, but... You know, the amount of power and and ability to do things that people have is so unmeasured. But there's that pressure of like, hey, don't screw up. Like, all right, you fucked up, bro. It's all good. Come on. Let me give you a little <laughs> pat on the shoulder. You'll be okay. Like, you know, you didn't cost the company millions of dollars. You didn't do anything. Nobody died. Nobody got hurt. You didn't affect anybody. It's just like, okay, it's a simple little mess up. You know, you... you you can't figure shit out if you don't mess it up. You know you're gonna you're gonna have to mess it up. Just don't destroy a company. <laughs> you're not gonna you know you're not gonna download a ransomware on an entire server. You know you're smart enough to not do that. You really can't break anything. Do you think people risk averse? Do you think people are afraid to make mistakes? Is that terrified? Yeah. Ter- especially in the IT industry. Okay. Um, in the IT industry, more so than ever because you have thousands you have hundreds of thousands of dollars online all the mm-hmm. time uh, but on the flip side in the IT industry you can also have test environments you know just like Sandbox. a car manufacturer yeah. you know you have your test environment you know that's where you go to break things and then you know that's where you learn you know and then when it comes to the real world this industry in particular and you know damn well attracts introverts who are not very open to taking risks and stuff like that. They want everything to be same repetitive stuff like that. Sure. Nothing bad with the IT industry. That's just typically, you know, sure. you have to be extremely detail oriented. Typically people that are extremely detail oriented happen to be, you know, engineers, you know, and it doesn't, and engineering in all fields, you know, you sure. can't, <laughs> you look the wrong way and you do a line in the wrong spot or whatever it is, you punch in the wrong number. You could have a bridge that collapse in no time. Sure. Um, so there is a lot, but you know, you get extra eyes on it and stuff like that. You know, other industries, you know, if you're a carpenter and stuff like that, you make a wrong cut. Yeah. You're probably going to catch it. You could just restart. You know, you take down a whole customers or clients or your environment. You could crush a company pretty quickly or at least cost some serious money. Sure. So I'm, I'm in this debate with my, my partner in the, in, a, in our PR agency and, and we have the opportunity to take on a, our largest client. Mm-hmm. And there's a, they have a lot of regulations and they have a lot of rules and they have a lot of um, things they want us to follow. And, and I'm a, I tend to be a risk taker. So I'm saying, well, just fucking sign the thing and let's go. Like, yeah. let's, we'll figure it out Always as we go. Ap- like, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, figure, figure shit, shit out. out, man. We will FSO, you know, as, as we go along. And I'm, I'm trying to get my partner to, to, kind of co-sign that statement and say, all right, you know, we'll figure it out. And, and we're at the, we're at a, we're at loggerheads right now because she's considering not taking on this very major customer. And, mm. and, and it drives me crazy because I, I, I feel like she's, she's built a really successful business 
but she's kind of hit that plateau where if she's not willing to accept some some risk she's not going to be able to get to that next level and i know she wants to get to the next level and i know she wants to build a team and add staff and the only way you could do this with revenue well larger revenue clients like you were talking about Mm -hmm. are more needy they have more requirements they have more requests they're more challenging they're more difficult to work with but the return is the revenue that that client generates having access to that revenue will allow you to break through that existing plateau that you've you mm-hmm. you've you've been at for the last couple of years so i i struggle with this a lot cuz i i'm a risk taker oh me just, too yeah just Let's go just for it. naturally I, I i'm willing to roll the dice the people that aren't i i i have a hard time understanding their, their mentality right it's not because I'm not a person who's who's fearless. I'm fear. I'm very fearful. I'm probably more fearful than than most, <laughs> which is which is a weird thing. Like I'm afraid of everything, but FSO, figure shit out, bro. Figure shit out. Like just do it. You know the 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 worst thing you can do in life, in my opinion, is to pass up on an opportunity because you're afraid. Mm-hmm. Big time. Fear is the biggest. You know. The, the fear is the enemy of success fear fear is the enemy of of progress and i've made mistakes in the past where i've a, kind of allowed the perfection to be the to 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 stop me from progress hmm. and since i started my business going on 2 years now i think i've let a lot of that go mm-hmm. i think that's been the biggest personal growth that i've experienced in the last 2 years is is saying you know what I'm just going to fucking wing it. And if I'm willing to put in the time and I'm willing to put in the effort and I'm willing to show up and, and and do the work, in my opinion, that already makes me better than probably 80% of the, the people that are out there, maybe more. Mm-hmm. So the other 20% is just FSO. It's figuring shit out. Don't be afraid to take that risk and that, mm-hmm. that that's what i'm trying to impart on on my partner and 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 she's there she's smarter than 90 percent of the people out there maybe more than 90 percent of the people out there but i got to get her past that that risk point and mm-hmm. it's that to me that's the biggest challenge for or, or 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 one of the biggest things in 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 getting involved in in owning your own business is being able to take that risk mm-hmm. and I hope that I've imparted upon my circle, you know, yeah. the, the people that I work with that figure shit out. That's my new favorite term now. I love it. So I'm going to, I'm going to FSO, I'm going to FSO everything now. That's, yeah. that's my hashtag FSO is now my, my favorite thing to say, <laughs> but figure shit out. Take the risk. If I were to teach a class on, on entrepreneurship, that th- there's a couple of things I would, I would tell kids. If you want to start a business, there's a couple of important points to understand. One is nobody's going to help you, right? Everybody that tells you they're going to help you is not going to help you. So don't build your business based on expecting people's help because they won't. They'll help you when you've already proven that you don't need their help. So that's an important thing to know for my entrepreneurial students. (laughs) Take the risk 
calculated risk. And we're not we're not talking about, you know, oh, I'm just going to quit my job and 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 follow my my dreams. I'm not I'm not saying that. Hopefully you will in in some way shape or form, but take calculated risks. Don't give up. Those are the three kind of keys, in my opinion, to to being an entrepreneur. And, and it could probably be boiled down and, and said more eloquently. Show up. Don't screw anybody. And you'll be better than 80% of your, your, your competition out there. Take the risk. And don't be afraid. Those are my words of wisdom for anybody that wanted to start a business. I like that. Just got a FSO, bro. Got a FSO. That's the, my new uh, that's my new favorite term is FSO. I'm going to I'm going to hashtag everything, hashtag #FSO. It's funny. Figure I, was, shit out. I was thinking about, you know, not a catch line, but I'm like Nike nailed it with just do it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. They like they got it. Like that is the perfect term. Just do it, dude. Just do it. You know, what would that be like? Just do it, man. Like who cares if it scares the shit out of you? Are you going to die? No. Then who cares? You know, are you going to lose all your money? No. Who cares? Do it. Just fucking do it. Figure you know? shit out. And now, you know, just do it and figure shit out. Two word, and, and it sounds crazy, but those are two things to live by. And, you know, back to your, your entrepreneurial thing, you know, one of one of my ex-chiefs, um, my buddy Bob, um, or Bubba, is uh and I know he listens to this, so I'll give him a little shout out. But he posted a thing on in the firehouse one day, and it said, uh, you know, how to be the best. Well, eighty percent of it is just showing up, just saying that you're willing to do it and sh- and being there. Eighty percent, you're already going to be better than eighty percent of the people there. The next fifteen percent is actually doing it, and then if you want to be the best, that's a dogfight. But that's only five percent. Like just. Being there, you're already outranked everybody. 80 fucking percent, dude. That's crazy. You know, just by saying, yeah, just do it, you know. My other, my other buddy, Joe, he has a huge thing, and he's like, just be a yes man. A yes man. And I was, and I've always, I always believed this before he said it, but he put it in really good terms. And he's like, you know, you're worried about, you know, you think you should take that girl out? Or, or whatever, you know, your buddy says, go do it. Yes, I'm going to I'm gonna just go do it. Just going to do it. You know, I'll figure it out. I'll figure that shit out on the spot, you know, <laughs> but I'm just going to do it. You know, hey, you know, can I, can you help me? Yes. Can I help you? Yes. You know, you said you called in favors, you know, for moving, you know, Absolutely, 100%. just be a yes, man, you know, and I'm not even saying you need to bank those, you know, those favors. You know, I, I I've, I always came from a mentality of if you do something for somebody, they owe you one. And I've realized that that's a terrible mentality to have because the moment you expect something from somebody else, you are going to get disgruntled immediately (laughs) because people, as much as I love people and I have a lot of really good friends, they are consistent letdowns. Not even my friends, but like, you know, when shit hits the fan or something like that, they, you know, shit hits the fan, they'll be around. But like, you know, simple things, they might not always be around. Yeah, I understand what you mean. You know, and when you set that precedent of, you know, hey, I did a favor for you. Now you owe me one. Yeah. You know, they don't always shit. You did a favor. Yeah. But the moment you release that, hey, they owe me one, it's a fucking miracle of a difference. <laughs> because you just expect, you literally expect 
nothing <laughs> in return. Yeah. And and it sounds crazy, but you will live you one, I promise you will live a happier life because my happiness level has gone through the roof now that I've just not expected anybody to do anything. People ask me for favors all the time and I'm try to always say yes unless I have a prior obligation. Sure. And as soon as I stopped expecting people to do favors for me in in return, life just got tremendously better. And now I just do favors. And then when I need help, you know, I ask, hey, can somebody help me out? And if somebody shows up, that means I just didn't have to do 100% of the work. Sure. You know, painting the room, you know, hey, (laughs) (laughs) fucking, you know, even just showing up, you know, when I painted this room, my buddy Jesse came and I was like, dude, just come. Like, you don't have to do anything. Just keep me company. Just keep me company. He's fucking better than 80% of him out there. He just showed up. He didn't even do anything. You know, he fucking hit the 80th percentile just by going. Just by being there. Five miles out of town. Just by being there. It's, and it's crazy, you know, and then the moment you don't expect anything back and somebody does something, you are so much more appreciative because they didn't have to give up their day. You know, they're not, you're not paying them. If you're paying them, it's a different story, but it's a favor. It's an unpaid favor. You're just a gentleman's agreement. Hey, can you help me out? Thanks. Yes. Whatever. I'll buy you a case of beer, whatever it may be. But that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get passionate about that shit. Yeah. No, listen, that's great. Giving, giving without expectation is is something that most people are not uh are not good at um it's a good lesson for everybody that you should be maybe you should get into the the preaching business i thought about it yeah that's for the corrupt people in churches yeah i'm just kidding the mind mind the mind control people in oh, churches scientology bro it's the way of life <laughs> um i actually and i hope they don't listen to this but i was on a call uh, a sales call the other day and I have to be super generic because I don't want anybody that does listen to this to know it's them. But they rolled into the, the sale was like pretty much completed at that point. There was basically a mutual agreement that something was going to happen. And then the question of God came about. And wow. I was like, fuck. <laughs> and you can't lie because they'll see right through it. Sure. I'm an exceptionally good liar. <laughs> except except when it comes to religion okay and she's like do you believe in god and i'm like no and i was like well might as well just tear this fucking contract wow, right that was, that's a that's a wild sales call that took you to uh took you to that place bro i was stewing i shout out to lee mastered the, the whole sale the whole nine and then I should have just jumped ship. Really? Just, thanks guys, appreciate your time, and I did what I know I should have done, and I don't regret it, but I said, do you have any other questions? Because you gotta get rid of buyer's remorse. And that that was the step? The step was just, do you have any other questions? And she asked you if you believed in God? Yep. Wow. She fucking sniper, bro. Wow. Locked, loaded, crosshairs oh, on my shot. chest that's a headshot oh right, right on the head and i'm like <laughs> i was like well they don't teach you how to deal with that no certainly not and yeah. things went well and she luckily she was a born again okay and a born again christian for anyone who's wondering did she try to convert you yes i think that's almost there. immediately i think that comes with the territory i think that's yep. like a mandatory thing first question yeah. do you have a bible Second question, have you read it? Really? I said no and no, but I'm interested in reading it, but I want to read all of them. Okay. I don't read. 
I'm, I listen. <laughs> I don't read. I'm still working on the reading thing. I'm trying I to never read. learned to read. <laughs> uh, I read my first book last year of my life, front cover to cover. And uh, wait, oh wait, what book? Rich Dad Poor Dad. Okay, good book. And uh, so now I've just now I got to figure this shit out because I agreed to read. I was like, if you're gonna buy me a Bible, you got to buy me all the Bibles. Okay. And she's like, what do you mean? I want. I was like, I want the Old Testament, the New Testament, the old scriptures. Like, I want it all. Don't buy me one book. Buy me six. Okay. Because I want to read everything. Okay. And she's like, okay, fine. Really? And I was like. Oh, I have just agreed to do something that I am going, and I'm not going to regret it because I am genuinely interested and not to convert to God just to see what's in those books that make people crazy, but people are going to get so fucking triggered right now, but uh, I am curious to see like what it is, and she's like, in this book you will find God, and I was like, ugh! You going to write a book report? A book report? No. (laughs) Although those are miserable. She going to sign homework to you? Dude. I had somebody ask me that because I told them I read my first book cover to cover last year, which I poor dad. And uh, they're like, what'd you do in uh, high school? Uh, I go, I knew how to use the internet. Uh, Spark notes, bro. <laughs> Googled the shit out of everything. And I was a master bullshit artist. Yeah. Why do you think I'm a bartender? Yeah. <laughs> and why do you think I'm in sales? Clearly, you haven't caught on. The the born again things, are, that's wild. I dated a girl whose father was a born again and he spent an inordinate amount of time trying to convert me. And, and I don't, I don't have a particular aversion to, to the concept of God. I, I have a hard time with organized religion. Mm. I want to believe that there's a higher power. So you could convince me with enough effort that there is one because <laughs> I want to believe it. So it, it, it makes it, but I, I, I struggle with the concept of organized religion. My, I was baptized Lutheran. So okay. pro- Protestant, my father was Catholic, but we never really, my mom kind of gave up going to church when I was, when I was a kid. So my, my my sister like made her communion and her confirmation and all that stuff. Yeah, and, it's like mandated. And yeah, it's like one of those things I, from and, the industrial era. Yeah, but I never did. I never made it. I was I was savvy enough to convince my mom that Sunday school was scary, and it wasn't. I just didn't want to go. But I Smart. but I but I conned her into you know shit out. getting me out of that. But I want I want to believe because it's so sad. It's so sad to think that. There's just nothing more evolved than us because the average person is just a fucking disgrace. And the <laughs> the idea that that this is the as good as it gets, like this is the most evolved being. Depressing. Yeah, and like it's just like like you're the most evolved being around. Ugh. Well, that we know of. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Like that's just meat wagon. Yeah, it's just, just the I, it's say. just the idea of that is is sad. So I don't I don't know if it it, it it maybe it's maybe it's aliens. I don't know. I hope there's some. I I just I pray praise the wrong word. I hope that there's something more evolved than than us because I if this is as good as it gets, that's sort of a sad notion. So in this in in my conversation with her, 
She goes, well, what do you believe in? I knew that one was coming. That was a that sure. was a arrow shot to the chest. That was sure. a little more tolerable. So uh, I said, you know, I'm not against God, but I'm not for him. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I go, well, you know, there's two arguments with this. One, somebody had to create everything. Or two, and I said this just like this, I go, it's very hard for ever, for people to wrap their mind around, but everything merely existed. Like, there was no creation, there was no destruction, you know, I was like, we can figure out up to, I think it's six seconds before the Big Bang, It's it, I know it's a six something, I can't remember if it's six milliseconds or six seconds after the Big Bang happened, you know, we can see, we pretty much know everything that happened after that point, but before that, you know, we don't know. And, you know, it's matter cannot be created or cannot be destroyed. It's pretty scientific. You know, I, I was like, everything merely could just exist. And that concept for people to wrap their minds around of just it had to be here because it's just always been here. It was never created is impossible to, to wrap your mind around. And she was like, hmm. And I, I saw like a spark go off and I was like. And then I realized that I'm home free. Like, I'm, I'm not like, she's not going to dismiss me as an idiot or, you know, <laughs> the Antichrist or whatever yeah. it is. And that was like my get out of jail free card. Thank God I came up. And I shouldn't say came up with that because that is, I am a firm believer in that, you know, things probably were just here. You know, there was probably a universe before this and it converged in one point. You know, we don't know if there's multiverses or for anyone who knows the multiverse theory, it's unlimited in amount of universes where, you know, one universe, dogs walk humans and... The Rick and Morty theory? Yeah, basically. Um, you know, that is a possibility. So, you know, why do we have to say that there is or is not a God? You know, it could just be here. And then, you know, once the Big Bang happened, you know, people are in... We have particle accelerators on the Earth that are literally smashing atoms together to create another element that lasts for milliseconds before it it uh, degenerates back into two atoms or whatever it is. Like, that's a real thing. You know, if you don't know about that, Google it. You'll find it. You know, this is happening. So for life to happen out of a big bang is really not that hard to believe. Like, we're recreating not life right now, but we're recreating we're creating elements that have never existed on the periodic table of elements before. And that's only what we can create in a particle accelerator on the, on the earth. Imagine doing it around a solar system. You know, one day I'm sure we'll probably have a particle accelerator that wraps around the sun that's charged via the sun and will smash particles together, creating small nuclear bombs, basically blowing my mind right now. Dude, I think about this shit all the time. That's the weird part. (laughs) And, and, with enough force, you're basically transforming elements into new elements. That shit is insane. <laughs> insane. So it, did she, it, during the course of this conversation... I didn't did, I didn't talk about all that. Yeah. <laughs> that was a little fucking crazy, but like, you know, late at night, you know, I get a little, I get a little frisky on the internet. <laughs> Start looking up like crazy shit like that, and it's really happening. Did she tell you if she, so she's a creationist, right? Did she yeah. did she talk to you about intelligent the concept of intelligent design at all? Mm-mm. So the girl that I dated, who whose father was a born again, and and she she tended to follow a little bit of of what was convenient from those 
uh, uh, teachings, but she was an intelligent design believer. So the, the idea is, yeah, I believe in the big bang and I believe all those things happen, but I think that God is the one that did that. So that was the explanation of the six milliseconds that we can't account for. Like scientists can't oh account God. for, was yeah. that, which I thought was an interesting concept, but then that, it that was Say that one more time. Just So you talked about the Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. and you said, well, all right, so what started the Big Bang Theory and, and her concept of intelligence, her, her interpretation of intelligent design was that that six milliseconds is God. Mm. So God okay, I just wanted to make sure I understood makes that, you know, God made that reaction happen. And then all those things happened and that was all part of the plan, right? But it was set off by what she believed was a, was the greater power which was god in her mind so that's an that's an interesting idea because the, the the folks that you know don't believe that there were dinosaurs and things like that like that's that's a weird like that's a weird bunch religious flat folks. earth bro flat, flat, flat earth is lit bro flat earthers what i don't know what happens on the other side of the flat earth but like i don't want to know not really looking for that yeah there's there's enough hard stuff you know the so many things that we thought we had answers to that people were just trying to make not answers anymore. Like, like, like there's that people we, trying we to saw, make not it. We solved that problem a long time ago. The earth is round. Uh, uh, there's, there's two genders. I'll trigger a bunch of people that way too. There's, there, <laughs> there's, there, two. there's two genders. You, there's not 187 genders as much as you want to, as it. much as the current, liberal wave once, is it 187 once, now? i have no idea what it is i know it's i know it was like 120 or 140 it's, it's more than ago. it's more than two so i in their mind and it's just i got we, a funny story about we that, solve the these problems we solve these problems already there's enough challenging shit out there like don't 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 go back and and try to ruin stuff Ready? that we already fixed. i'm gonna give you two bombs right now one you know um watson crick the guy who figured out the the helix okay went to a gala the other day Got invited as a friend okay. from my friend Amanda. Okay. He had dinner with us. Really? I like I was in the same room with him. Fascinating. And I was like, I fucking and the craziest and this is the weirdest part was they're like, oh, Dr. Watson is here with us. And I was like, no fucking way. Like I knew he's old. I didn't know if he passed or not. Mm-hmm. And it was the weird and I'm like ultra excited like i'm like a little kid in a candy store like i love science it's cool shit in the world to me and everybody else is like what are you freaking out about i'm like do you not understand what this fucking man has done to the world like you have no idea how important this is and like what do you do i was like uh he figured out the the dna helix like probably one of the biggest inventions ever uh discoveries ever and they're like oh and i was like are you kidding me like is this real life right now? <laughs> like, there's no appreciation for this dude. Mind where, blown. Where was this event? Where, where? It was at uh, the Crest Hollow Country Club okay. in Westbury. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that was super cool. That is super cool. And two. So I was listening to a Radio Lab podcast. Pretty certain it was Radio Lab. A couple months back, and this girl, they're talking about um. This girl's story, and I can't remember it all. It's been a while now that since I listened to it, but w- the one thing that stuck out of me is, you know, they say, hey, you know, introduce yourself. Oh, it was, it was the child growing up wearing gender neutral colors and having um, a name that was also pretty much gender neutral. Okay. Um, so her name was Isis. 
pretty easy name to remember. Okay. Not before ISIS was a sure. thing. And she was like 16, 17 years old a couple months ago when they when they recorded this. Okay. Um, and she introduced herself. Hi, my name is ISIS, whatever her last name was. Hmm. Um, I identify as a woman. My gender pronouns are she, her, and one other one. And my sexual orientation is bisexual. And that is how she introduced herself. And I was like, what in the fuck has this world come to? Yeah, that's a that's a lot of information. Like, I don't care. Feel free to tell me it all. But like, holy shit. Like, we're coming to the point in the world where we need to clarify right when you meet somebody. You know, you're advertising on national radio. Hey, my name is Isis. You know, so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. It's like, what in the fuck is going on? Well, I just I just don't get where where the concept of, of multiple genders comes from like there's there's yeah, you don't want to be a dog sometimes well it's it's not even about that like secondary secondary sexual characteristics have nothing to do with gender right so you can be a male gender who likes to dress like a woman and 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 likes is homosexual and but your gender doesn't change like that that's the part of the argument that i that i don't understand if you are born with male dna mm-hmm. and you go through a sex change and you live your life as a as a woman if you committed a crime and they found your dna on the scene it would be the dna of a male your gender didn't change i don't get why it's not enough to just say i'm yeah I'm, I'm i'm a man who likes to dress in the manner that a traditional woman dresses like why mm-hmm. why isn't that okay why did why yeah, do we have to kind of like mess weird. up the science? california but don't mess up the science aspect of it the science aspect is pretty clear that there's two genders dress however you want behave however you want just because you're born with a penis doesn't mean you have to like football and and you know what I mean like absolutely dude those are those are those are secondary uh, characteristics and th- those are those are societal norms like you can eschew those norms but you're still a dude if you're born with male DNA so I, I don't I don't get why that community wants to try to go that route it just seems easier to explain Mm -hmm. that not just because you're a male means you have to like traditional boy things i i I don't i don't get why they went that route yeah it seems like a harder sell to to make than than, yeah we're also talking about one percent of the population here or something like that it doesn't feel like that anymore though does it doesn't Mm. it feel like you want to know why well, first of all, the news, the media, what I, I was going to say before. Because I spent too much time on Instagram. Yep. <laughs> um, the echo chamber of a fucking yeah. device. Yeah. You know, think about it. You know, all your friends and you're a beer guy. Yes. So you I follow am. a lot of beer. I, I do follow a lot of beer. Yeah. So, and I and it's funny because I, as soon as I see a beer post, I know for the most part, it's pretty much <laughs> you because um, I don't know anybody else that posts that much craft beer, but I enjoy it. But, you know, you probably follow a ton of breweries. I do. So that is your echo chamber. So, sure. you know, you're always getting these positive impulses of beer. 
same shit goes on with liberals, same, same shit goes on with Republicans, Democrats, whatever it is, you know, Libertarian Party. It's all that, you know, the same thing. The only problem is that shit spills out sometimes, you know, and just gets a little fucking hairy, you know. Somebody, you know, I'm friends with somebody, and sure enough, they turn into, you know, hey, I want to be a dude, you know, great, now I'm a dude, you know. I don't give a shit, it doesn't bother me, it doesn't Not affect me. me. But, you know, that's when it starts to spill out. And then it's like, you know, then you start to see it more and more and more. And not that it's a bad thing, but, you know, then you get desensitized to it, you know. And then when you get desensitized to it, you're like, I don't care. Like, I'm like, I didn't care before. but Now I really don't care. And now I'm seeing all these posts that, you know, oh, you know, and then it becomes normal. And then once it becomes normal, it's OK. And not saying that there's anything wrong with it. But, you know, you just don't, it doesn't bother you anymore. And then that starts to spill out into, you know, I have almost 2,000 friends on Facebook. So let's say I was to say, hey, you know, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be a chick and I'm going to just post all this female, 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 whatever it is, female posts, female products, female this, female this, female this, female this. And all of a sudden, you know, it starts to affect other people who, you know, maybe you're questioning whether or not, you know, like, yeah, you know, I feel like a dude most of the time, but like, sometimes I don't like really feel like being a dude, you know, I think I'm going to be a chick. Then you see somebody else do it and then it starts to like catch on. It's not a bad thing, but you know, it's, it's helping you push you in the, in, I don't want to say the wrong direction because it doesn't really matter what direction, but it's pushing you in that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, what good, bad or indifferent doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. And then it, and then that person becomes normal. And then the next person becomes normal. And then the next person, it becomes normal. And then, and then that's how it grows. And it just kind of spills out. And then I'm not going through 2000 people to figure out who's a chick and who's a dude and who's posing shit. I like, and don't like, <laughs> you know, if I see something that I don't like, you know, or it's political and I just don't feel like dealing with it. I just, hit, I just hit unfollow that, that post or that person or whatever it is. So I don't have to deal with it, mm-hmm. you know, and I want them to see my stuff mainly for exposure. Sure. Not going to hide that, but you know, and I try to post funny memes. Like my goal on social media is to do two things. One, I'm trying to be an internet troll. And two, I try to post memes and make people say, <laughs> like, that's literally it. I'm not going to lie about it. You know, you figure it out if you've realized. And that I, and I post a bunch of food things because I'm always hungry at three o'clock in the morning when I wake up, take a piss or something like that. Um, but what I was going to say is, you know, enough of this shit happens. And then you get stuff like California. You know, you've smoked way too much pot. You've probably done a lot of drugs. The weather's always nice. You're always happy. You know, why not just do whatever the fuck you want? And now you have California acknowledging as the first state that has a non-gender, you know, I think it's non-gender is the new gender. Like, you don't have to pick one and they have gender neutral bathroom. It's gender neutrality or something like that. I forget what it is. A hundred percent. I saw them trying to pass a law. I don't know if they ever did about fining people for calling somebody by the wrong. Yeah, there's no way that's going to happen. I think that's a little too crazy. Yeah. I'm totally cool, you know. If I hey, say, listen, I'm hey, living, let live, man. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, if if you if it doesn't affect me, you, I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, you you want to dress and act and 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 behave like a a traditional woman when you were born a man. Have have at it, man. I just I don't I don't get why we abandoned the the science aspect of it though. I there until your boy Watson does a little bit more work on that double helix and tells me that there's 167 different genders. I'm, I'm a bit skeptical. Sorry, I'm just reading right now. Uh, California first day to legalize a legally recognized third gender option. I'm just trying to figure out what gender it is. 
Um, yeah, I don't get what does that mean? Third gender option. I don't know, bro. You have the either male parts or female parts. What you choose to do with those things, yeah. fine, but it still doesn't change your genetic code. Yeah. Although, let's get into some more Scientology mm. or science crazy shit. CRISPR, if you know what CRISPR is, no. genetically okay. altering, um, they figured out how to alter genomes. Okay. So it's basically um, this thing, and I'm trying to read and say this. So um, it doesn't exactly say what the third gender is as far as I can skim through it. But CRISPR goes through, and let's say you have um, autism. Okay. And if you're autistic, you have, I think, one extra chromosome. Don't quote me on that. Is it one extra? No. You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, fuck, I don't want to get this wrong. Hold on, guys. This is why I need a young Jamie. God damn it, Google open. Um, sorry, everybody. We are interviewing for the Brutally Honest Podcast researcher. So if you're <laughs> interested in that role, email Make sure you email Harrison. <laughs> yeah, email me. Contact at BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. Uh, God damn it. It doesn't tell uh, DNA. Oh, okay. So it's an extra or missing genes can lead to autism. Okay. So we'll leave it at that be, until we get... I don't want to get too deep with it. Sure. But So with that, you know, or Alzheimer's. Things like this. So they'll be able to inject CRISPR, which is a enzyme that they've been able to been able to develop and, and go through. And you have your AC, uh, AT, ACTG biopeptides that link together in the helix. Okay. I know. I'm getting a little fucking crazy right yeah. now. Little did people know. I know you a bit are, about science. You are taking me to a place I did not expect to go to. <laughs> yeah, it's ATCG, I think, is the, is the four letters. Um, and then the way they're all lined up is basically how your chromosomes come out, and then you know they're wrapped and whatnot, and you're into your X and Ys and stuff like that, and that's when you get your little cross and whatnot. So inside there, it's a little chemical that'll go through, and it basically splits the helix in half, breaking the ATCG. Um, you know, you have AT and CG, and they can... As long as they're together and swap, they're fine. But it can separate them. It'll find where it's fucked up. So if it's looking, it, so it's basically trained, however they decide to do it, to look for either a missing chromosome, extra chromosomes, or bad DNA. Race through, rip that, rip that part out, replace it with appropriate DNA, and and zip it back up again. So it's, so it's like imagine two strings, yep. pulls them apart, rips one, rips the sides out, replaces them with what it needs to do zips them back up and just keeps going and it does this for all whatever millions and billions and probably i think it's over trillions and trillions of miles of dna in your entire system until your entire genetic code is altered with like a 99.99999 percent accuracy it's like insanely ridiculous how accurate this is and it's totally revolutionizing the way we are so what is this called crispr crispr yes c-r-i-s-p-r I believe it is. And it stands for, I don't want to get this wrong. People are probably like, wow, Harrison's smart. Uh, and I'm totally <laughs> just going to say that because I feel smart. Um, what is CRISPR? A CRISPR, pronounced CRISPR, C-R-I-S-P-R, yeah, stands for Clustered Regulatory Interspaced Short Palindromic Repeats. 
which are the hallmark of a bacterial defense system that uh, forms the basis of CRISPR-Cas9 genome editing technology. And literally, that's exactly what I described it as. So you have your DNA helix. Um, you have your DNA helix that's now separated. CRISPR goes through and rips apart the genetic code, enters in the new genetic code, zips it back up, and does that the entire way of your entire helix. That um, is fascinating. Wild, right? Fucking, I do know some things other than computers. Uh, but yeah, that shit's going to change the game. So even though we have to bring it all the way back to this whole gender thing and whatnot, this, that, and the other thing, and even security, talk about, you know, blood is going to change. People are going to change. You know, you'll be able to modify, you know, let's just say hypothetically, knock on wood, I hope this never, ever happens, but there's a serious incident where a human goes in and doesn't get caught with doing something. They could genetically modify their genome. You know, they could leave blood, you know, look like they're shot, leave blood on the scene, genetically modify their DNA. And this is like super sci-fi shit, but this is eventually going to happen. Genetically modify their DNA, give it a couple days till it's done completely, and then get a DNA swap and it won't match what the, the killer that was on scene. And you could actually be a completely different person because you can modify, you know, your hair color. Your hair is not going to change overnight and your most of your stuff isn't going to change overnight, but you can genetically modify this you know you can genetically modify your genome expressions you know how you are um tolerant to milk how you react in certain lights you know how you handle migraines how you handle hangovers how you perform better like this that and the other thing like this is all gonna happen and we're gonna have freakishly ridiculous humans at some point because we're just gonna it's be limitless yeah because you're just gonna be like hey limitless. you know f- fuck that i want to live till i'm 300 years old people think you know oh you know i'm gonna die at 75 motherfucker you better get ready to live to at least 150 because we are not far away from that shit happening Yikes. and people are like you know what's good you know we figured out all this stuff in 100 years and people are like now nah, you know the next 100 years there's no way we're going to learn about more i'm like we are on such a steep learning curve right now and it's going to go you know the last couple hundred years have been like this just a straight you know 20 degree incline let's say of, of progression over the next over these years we are about to hit a fucking vertical like nobody is ready for that's fascinating i'm gonna do some research on crispr dude it's shit's crazy I've never heard anything like this before this is unbelievable make sure you're paying 100 percent attention because you're gonna miss so much it's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing ever but yes it's crispr cast 9 technology and they're working on it i have no involvement of it but it's ridiculous how they're doing it fascinating yeah that was so far away from data security yeah that that went a, that or that, security that, in general took a weird turn um <laughs> But I like it. It was good. <laughs> Little do people know, I do know some things. You do know some things, man. Uh, I, I try to be well-read in some things. Um, but anyway, how do people find about you, Think Reps, social media, this, that, and the other thing? Okay. Yeah. Uh, at Think Reps for everything. You go at Think Reps. You'll find me on Twitter. You'll find me on uh, Instagram. T-H-I-N-K. T-H-I-N-K-R-E-P-S. Uh, get on it. Find me. Figure shit out. I like that. That's it. Short, sweet, simple. <laughs> Thinkreps.com, right? Yes, sir. All right, good. If you guys are willing to check it out, and you guys can see his laundry list of different things, and I'll uh, run through them. We, you know, hyper, hyper site technology group, social media, monitoring for security threats. That's one of the ones we talked about. You know, yeah, for we have sure. Hanwha Techwin cameras, uh, dealing security, Arrow Turn USA, turnstiles. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, KBC Networks, Industrial Transmission and Power Equipment. Interesting. I got to learn about that. Um, 
Sure, yeah, Sureview Systems. Yeah, what? it's a piece in product. That's a physical security information management. So if you have a, if you're an in, industry, you got a bunch of different platforms. So you got um, you got elevator controls, you got access control. You you, you bought another company and they oh, have, it's all built into one platform. Yeah, so it just basically takes all these disparate systems and puts it behind a single pane of glass. Mm. Uh, and Volante Volante displays so custom displays, video walls, um, what? 4K touch, any any kind of display technology that you might want. These guys make. God damn, I love it, I love it. All right, brother, thanks for uh, hanging out with me. Thanks, my for dude. For an hour and a half, this was totally not business related, but I think we covered a lot of shit. Ah, it was fun. Listen, let's uh, let's do it again. I like it. I like it, brother. We'll see you in another twenty or so episodes. Yes, sir. <laughs> Till next time. Better. Bye. Alrighty, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Brutally Honest Podcast. I'm your host, Harrison Barron, and smash that subscribe button if you haven't already. I don't care what platform you're on. Tune in, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, just hit that subscribe button. Or YouTube. YouTube's going to be going big soon, uh, working on a bunch of things behind the scenes. Can't really talk about them all yet. We hinted at something possibly in the works. Possibly in the works. Um... But super, super excited. My goal is to keep bringing you guys the best of the best um, and really interesting people. Um, If I think they're interesting, I'm hoping that you're going to think they're interesting. And I may possibly start another show. Got to talk, toy around with that idea too. Uh, BrutallyHonestPodcast.com. You can find out all the latest and greatest there. And that's it. Huge thank you to Read Resumes. Put that best version of yourself out there. Um, everybody wants to see it. There's nobody out there that's going to say, no, I don't want to see the best version of yourself. Whether it's just for you in 20 years down the road, you want to say, Hey, what did I do at 30 years old or 40 years old or 25 years old or 19 years old? Where was I at in my life? And how much has my life changed? Get it done now. That way, when you look back in X amount of years, you're like, Hey, wow, I was pretty good then. And look at me now. I'm a baller. I'm awesome. You know, that's how it goes. Read resumes.com. R E E D resumes.com go check them out go get your resume done go show the go show the world your best version of you i feel like that's like a good tagline for like a skincare uh company or something like that show the world the best version of yourself no read resumes.com put that shit on paper now last but not least huge 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 thank you to nerds that care for sponsoring another episode the uh, without them the show could not be happening. Um, they have assisted quite a quite a tremendous amount, and a huge thank you to them. So if you're a business owner or you're an employee and you think that your business could be either ran more efficiently or you're wasting a lot of time or you see your coworkers wasting a lot of time in the office over simple little tasks that you know an expert could figure out in, in the matter of minutes, call them nerdsthatcare.com. Find all the information there. See what they do. Keep those three to five letter agencies off your back. That's what they're going to be doing. They're going to help you and advise you and point you in the right direction. I keep pointing to space because Elon Musk just shot a car to revolve around the sun, which is pretty outrageous. But uh, yeah, you know, they're going to point you in the right direction without screwing up three times because that's what Elon Musk did. But he did it. He fucking did it. So uh, huge thank you guys for listening to another episode. Lots more good stuff coming. I can't give any hints to the next one, but I'll tell you what, the next one's straight fire. Until then, peace and love, guys. I'll see you on the next show.